0: Hey, everybody, this is David Chudik here. And this week's episode of the Weekly Wealth Podcast is going to be, again, aimed at the small business owners of the world. I'm going to be talking with the team at Kickstart Accounting and talking about some things that most small business owners should really do the best to get off of their plate. Things like uh, reconciling their bank accounts, bookkeeping, paying bills, and even collections. So if you're a business owner, as you know, I really, really preach that we need to spend most of our time generating revenue and doing the high-level activities and delegating the activities that are just not within our expertise to experts, whether they are in-house or hired from outside firms. And also for the small business owners, I would love it if you would check out my new website, www.allofmyassets.com. Most financial advisors work with clients traditional investment accounts their their stocks their bonds and things like that and i do that as well and our firm has an outstanding process but many financial advisors ignore what is more than likely the business owner's most important asset and that is the business itself So I didn't want to ignore that asset, so I became a Certified Value Builder Advisor, and I'm able to help you to grow the value of your business so that you can sell it for a higher multiple when you're ready, or you can really just have a more profitable and easy life today. So check out www.allofmyassets.com, and I hope that you enjoy this episode.
1: This is the Weekly Wealth Podcast with Certified Financial Planner, David Chuddick where we discuss the wealth building mindsets and tactics that can help you to build and maintain wealth for you, your family, and your business.
0: Okay, well, hello, everybody. This is David Chudik, and welcome to this week's episode of the Weekly Wealth Podcast. Um, As you know, I am a certified financial planner with Parallel Financial. And what that means is I help my clients to make the right financial decisions for them the reasons that are important to them. So with these market ups and downs and some of the craziness in the economy, if there's anything that's keeping you up at night, email me david at parallelfinancial.com. That's david at parallelfinancial.com. Let's have a talk, whether it be via Zoom or even phone call or in person if you're local. And let's see if you have any next steps to take. But today I'm excited cuz we're going to talk a little bit about some of the business owner aspects of of entrepreneurship and with all of I've found that a lot of business owners feel very helpless right now and feel like the markets are going down there's nothing I can do and I'm watching my portfolios decrease. We're going to talk about some things that you can do as a business owner today that can potentially put some money back into your pocket as an entrepreneur. So um Danielle Hayden from Kickstart Accounting is with us today. And hey, Danielle, how are you?
1: I am so good. Thank you so much for having me here.
0: Yeah, yeah. So tell us a little bit about yourself and just kind of the 30-second Cliff Notes version of your business and what you do for entrepreneurs.
1: Yeah, Danielle Hayden with Kickstart Accounting, Inc. Um, I started this business eight years ago. Uh, Corporate America, working as a CFO, and wanted to take all of the things that I learned in serving big CEOs, board of directors, investors, and bring that to entrepreneurship. I understand how difficult it can be to be an, a business owner. We go into being, owning a business because we're really good at our skill or our craft, and they don't teach you how to run a business and, or be an accountant or be head of sales or head of marketing. Uh, so we are on a mission to help business owners understand their numbers, understand their financials so they can make better business decisions and, and grow the business of their dreams.
0: That is pretty pretty cool, and I like what you said. Most businesses are really good at their trade, and and I think that's true. It's kind of like, you know, the guy who's a builder. They get into business building houses because they like building stuff, but then <clears throat> later on they realize they have to pay taxes and balance checking accounts and hire people and and maybe uh, use the services of attorneys and market and and everything else. So there's just so much that a uh, that we as entrepreneurs need to know. That I always tell people we need to pay people because I'm sure you don't work for free. We need to pay professionals to do the things that um, we're not particularly good at and that don't necessarily generate revenue.
1: Yeah. Put your time towards the things that only you can do as a business owner. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I had somebody recently say to me, do you think it'd be more beneficial for me to learn all of QuickBooks or... Um, hire somebody. And I said, I don't mean to laugh, but even if you learn QuickBooks, you're still not an expert in accounting and finance. Right. Um, so we need to understand what our strengths and weaknesses are and, um, and, and allow ourselves to ask for help because it's okay to say, Hey, I need your expertise. I know I do every day in my business.
0: No question. I remember a few years ago, I had a dentist as a client. And I don't know how many years dental school is, but hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars of dental school tuition, and also, you know I don't know how they bill their time, but several hundred dollars an hour, and he was complaining about he had to get back to the office to run payroll. So he was literally logging into the QuickBooks and figuring out, payroll, uh, federal withholdings from his employees and everything, instead of doing actual dental work that pays hundreds of dollars an hour. So sometimes entrepreneurs, and and I'm one of them, sometimes we're very penny wise and dollar foolish uh, for sure. And I know when I, if I look at how much money I make when I make, when I'm working with clients, it actually is a pretty good amount per hour. So if I'm spending time working with clients, I'm doing okay. If I'm spending time uh, doing things that uh, somebody else could do—it's definitely not uh, not in my best interest. So, so working with um, working with small business owners, you like to, you know, find small changes that business owners can make uh, that can kind of put them in the right direction. So, number one, why not just take some big changes and just say, you know what, my business has some major problems. I'm just going to fix it all tomorrow and really overhaul everything starting today. And number two, you know, what are some small changes that businesses can make?
1: Yeah. Well, first of all, if I told you to go overhaul your your entire business tomorrow, I don't think I don't think you'd do it. <laughs>
0: right? Sure. Yeah. Uh,
1: first of all, it can be. I very- might tomorrow,
0: but then like one thing would go wrong, and then we just totally forget about it. We'd be back to square one. So yes. I have great intentions, but yeah. I would never get it done.
1: Yeah. Um, and, and that's part of it, right? So there's a few things there's, uh, big changes feel big, right? Cause they are, and it can be very risky to our business. And I talk a lot about, we have a responsibility from the moment we become an entrepreneur, we have a responsibility to our vendors. We have a responsibility to our customers. Um, and we have to act in the, in the, not just the best interest of ourselves as a business owner, but the best interest of, of, everybody involved in Mm -hmm. this business. And if I went out and made major rash changes in my business, that puts me at jeopardy and it puts all the people involved in my business at jeopardy. So it could be a, a foolish decision to make, make big changes. So we have found over time that a lot of our clients will say to us, I hear you. Those are great ideas, but they they don't actually want to move forward with them and part of that is mindset right because mm-hmm. we all have a mindset that we're overcoming in in our business as we you know it might be money mindset and you know there's there's a lot that's involved in that and so by making small changes we don't have to overcome a lot of mindset issues we have to overcome one right it can feel palatable if we're making a small change change rather than large changes does that make sense
0: it it does it does so like what's What's an example that just your average kind of Main Street America um, business can, can make that's just like a small, small change?
1: Yeah, I think the biggest one that we're hearing right now is pricing, right? Um, as entrepreneurs, we are feeling price increase. And ever right we are being squeezed. Shipping is costing more. It's costing us more to get our cost of goods sold. It's costing more to get our labor to keep our labor. Mm-hmm. Um, it is the the cost of running a business is higher than it's ever been before. However, I hear from our clients, but I cannot raise prices. I'm at the highest the market will bear. And I've had to question a lot of our clients on this. Is this true? right is is this a, is this a true story or is it the story that you're telling yourself because you're too you're not too scared but you're afraid and that's okay but you are concerned about raising prices now i'm not telling you to go out and double your prices tomorrow i believe in the power of 1% so uh, if we can raise our prices by 1% maybe we change the way we're doing our billing by 1% though that's 2% change right? That these small changes can amount to be amount, uh, to make incredible moves in our business. So one thing that we can all do tomorrow is that make not double our prices, but raise our prices by 1%. And maybe it's just 1% this month. And then right. maybe next, next month, it's 1%. And we can make these small changes that are palatable to you and to your clients.
0: Right. Right. So you said a couple things, you said, um, kind of money mindset, I had an epiph- epiphany moment. Uh, it was last week, and I don't know what part of it, well, I know what, what part of the country you are in, but I don't know what gas prices are. But gas prices at their highest were about four fifty here. So last week at one of these super, super, super nice, like palatial convenience stores, gas was four forty nine. Across the street at not an incredibly nice convenience store, but not you know not some that looked dirty, gas was four oh four. Now. The palatial (laughs) convenience store still had way, way, way more customers because it's nicer. So sometimes we tell ourselves that customers won't pay more for us, but actually sometimes a higher price gives much more perceived value. So I'm not a chemist. I don't know if gas is gas or if there's a difference chemically with gas or whatever. But I would have gone across the street to save forty cents times fifteen or sixteen gallons, but a lot of people didn't. So pricing is absolutely oftentimes it's in our mind, um, and we can limit what 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 we charge. And the other thing is, you know what? Like you as a consumer, do you have the cheapest possible everything, or do you spend a little bit more money to get nice stuff in 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 the areas where you value nice stuff? Right. So so I think telling ourselves that the that people won't pay more is is not a good idea at all do you agree
1: i couldn't agree with you more and there's so much mindset wrapped in here so i'm i'm, I'm glad you you put the pulled those th- two things together and that's why by making a small change rather than a big change makes it easier in your mindset right i'm not asking you to 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 go and charge the highest price possible in your industry but if we can start to make one small change increasing our, our prices by 1% per month, it becomes something that our mind is able to wrap our, 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 our minds around. Right. We, 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 we feel like we have the capacity for
0: that. Mm -hmm. So a lot of businesses, um, are, are not, um, you know, are built on receivables. So what are some of the mistakes that you see in how businesses collect money? Cause, um, you know, does it really have that much of an impact on a business if they're waiting 90 days versus 30 days to receive payment? Or or what, what are some of your thoughts on, on receivables?
1: Yeah. So um, cash is king, cash is queen. Um, we need to have cash in our business in order to be able to pay our operating expenses, to pay our team members, to continue. So it is so important that we have
0: it is so important that we have
1: um, collections and cash coming in on a regular basis. And, and this is a place where entrepreneurs can say, this is uncomfortable. I don't have time to do this. Um, this is a task for me, right? I have to ask somebody else for money. Um, so by changing the way we See collections, right? So I'm asking you to do two things. I'm asking you to view collections differently. And then I'm going to ask you to shorten your interval in which you do collections. So most clients will tell us that collections once a month, maybe once every three months. And some people will tell me I've never done collections in my life. So I, w- I want you to set a cadence in which you're going to do collections. And I would really like for that to be weekly. If you don't do them at all today, Maybe we make small changes, right? And we put a quarterly calendar invite, right? Or we talk to our bookkeeper about helping us do it on a quarterly basis. If you're doing it quarterly today, I want you to make one small change. And I want you to start doing it monthly or talk to your bookkeeper about them doing it monthly. And if you're doing it, I want you to make a small change and start doing it weekly. By bringing cash in your door, you can then support Investing in your business faster and more comfortably. Um, And then I'm going to ask you to change the mindset around collections. Money can be a difficult topic for people to talk about, right? I get it. And that's why I do this so often. I love to come on to the podcast and have a really difficult conversation that can be very uncomfortable for people because we need to have these conversations. So by understanding that you are in business, not to be a nonprofit you are in business to be a business right you have to collect that money in in into your into your business in order to be able to continue to stay in business remember i talked about you have a responsibility so, if you are not acting responsible, and you are not getting the cash back in your door, you are not going to stay in business, and therefore, you are not going to be able to sustain the relationship with your vendors, nor sustain the relationship with your with your employees or contractors and customers. Uh, so, it's really important that we change that mindset that it is okay to talk to our clients about money and talk about uh, about when and how they owe you that money.
0: So, if if you're a business that maybe. You know, you've been a little, bit, a little bit slack on collections, and typically your customers run 60, 90 days behind. Not even necessarily because they don't have the money, just because you don't really push hard for it. I mean, how do you break that? Do you break it today and send out an email saying effective immediately, we're gonna, you know, uh, expect uh, you know e- expect receivables within thirty days, or or do you do you do it gradually? Like, what would you think? Because you've kind of created a monster with your own. I don't want to call it weakness, but you've you you, you've not you've not demanded payments, and now all of a sudden you're demanding payments sooner. So, what do you think the best way to handle that is?
1: So, uh, one of the things that I love to do for our clients is be the bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> so, I uh, always start working with our clients. This is one thing that we tackle with our clients all the time. So, we say, "Hey, just tell." them, I've, I'm working with um, either a new accounting firm, or I've, I've hired uh, a new accounting team, and part of our our, our engagement is. And they
0: said I'm stupid because I don't collect money fast right. enough, and we're going broke. <laughs> yes.
1: And moving forward, right? And you could and and you could do it gently. You don't have to do a mass email saying effective immediately. You can say, hey, I'm I'm sending out the invoice on the first, just a heads up moving forward. Our invoices are actually due within 30 days. Um, at, at day 35, you will receive a, a reminder notice. Um, you know, please handle accordingly. It doesn't have to be, it can be gentle. We're not asking for harsh changes or harsh communications but they can be small things so that when you're sending out the invoice, you're alerting them that there has been a change. And then the expectation is for this to be paid at, at, by day 45. And again, don't be afraid to um, talk to your bookkeeping team, talk to your accounting team uh, about helping you be the buffer so that it's not changing your relationship with the client, right? Your relationship with the client can still be like, huh. I'm the good guy, right? Like it's 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 the accounting department that cares, yeah, I just right? Just
0: hire this horrible Danielle person that yells right, at me right. if yeah, no, that's perfect. That's really good. Yeah. yeah. Sales yeah. do a lot ups- of entrepreneurs are nice people and, and they get into business to serve. And sometimes it is just a difficult call to say, you know, hey, Danielle, that invoice that is 90 days out, can you go ahead and send that to us? That's you know, it could be an, an awkward conversation to have.
1: Yeah, I did see one um, one client who eventually we we worked with, but before she hired us, she had created an email address that was accounting at her company name, and she created a identity that that would collect. On her behalf, and they were the accounting entity. Um, so if you're not ready to work with a bookkeeping team, if you're if you are managing your own billing and collections and QuickBooks process today, that is one way that you can sneak around it by
0: yeah. um, hiring yourself as your accounting team. <laughs> the fake accounting collections apartments. I love yeah. it. yeah, that's actually a, a pretty good thing. so I've been in business since oh five um and i've done way more of the kind of the do it yourself type stuff than 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 i care to even admit to and and you live and learn but um talk to me a little bit about kind of the difference between like a tradesperson and an actual business owner like what does a business owner have to do on the money side that um kind of the one man self or one woman self employed person you know, that's running a sole proprietorship and maybe gets paid in some cash like like they don't have to do?
1: Oh, that's an interesting question. So I think um, we have to start to shift our mindset, right? So when you're a sole proprietor, you can um, do things like, you know, maybe, maybe this weekend you accidentally commingled your business and personal funds because you Went to Target and you bought a few things, but some were business and some were personal, so you just threw it on your business card, um, and 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 maybe you're not taking it as 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 serious. Not not to mean that you don't take yourself serious or your business serious, but you're not taking the finances of your business as serious. So you're letting your customers get away with longer collection times or you're not billing as often, right? Because I believe in one other change that we can make is bill early, bill often. And so you're not doing that because you're a sole proprietor and you might say, ah, I'll bill when I have time. I'll collect when I have time. I maybe don't look at my my numbers as often as I, as I should because it's just me. So I want you to shift your mindset. So as, as you grow as a business owner, and this doesn't mean but the, the only way to grow is to hire contractors or employees. You might be growing in your mindset, the way you treat your business, um, how seriously you're taking the finances of your business. And slowly over time, as your mindset shifts, you can take your finances more serious. And this might look like getting a QuickBooks system, <laughs> um, having an accounting system. Sure being really serious about not commingling business and personal. Uh, This might be starting to look at help, whether it be a um, a bookkeeping company or a marketing firm, start to hire financial planners, right? Developing your money team so that you're starting to focus on building your business, building your wealth as an individual, building the wealth of your business, right? So this is all a mindset shift. So I don't want anyone to think, well, I don't have any contractors or employees yet, so I can be loose. I don't need, I don't need accounting yet. I don't, I don't need to take my billing serious. I don't need, right. Because over time, as you grow as a business owner, this is going to naturally shift. And now we're, we're, we're thinking about things like I need to review my numbers monthly.
0: So, so we, when you say review numbers, yes, a yeah. lot of people would say, well, I, you know, I'd logged into Bank of America this morning and there was a positive number. So I looked at my numbers, like what numbers, you know, what oh, numbers should business owners good point. be
1: at? I'm glad you stopped there. Yeah. Um, that does not tell the whole story. Um, you need to be looking at your accounting system. Um, I will give you two reports, but I like to run the profit and loss or also known as your income statement, five different ways. Uh, and then your balance sheet. And the reason I suggest both of these reports is because as a sole proprietor or an LLC, you are taking, when you pay yourself, you are taking what's an owner's draw. And the owner's draws do not show up on your income statement. So your checking account, actually one of the things that we hear from our sole proprietor LLC clients, they'll say to us, I'm billing revenue, right? I see money coming in. Why don't I have any cash in my darn checking account? Like, where is it going? Mm-hmm. The problem is that by only looking at your bank balance, you don't see the whole picture, all right. And what the accounting system does is it it draws a picture for you. It creates it creates a whole um, story. I like to picture almost like a cartoon. You remember in the olden days where they they actually drew the cartoon. You're watching the story unfold in the drawings. And that's what an accounting system is doing for you: is painting the stories, drawing the cartoon character, drawing the story along, and so it's t- showing you. Where's the money coming from as it comes into the checking account? Where is it going? So all of those operating expenses that it takes to run your business. And then all the owner's draws are going to show up on your balance sheet. So as you're taking money from your business, which I want you to do, but as you're taking that money, you can show, see it show up on the balance sheet as owner's draws. So those are the two reports that I want you to look at. I want you to look at them weekly, but I will settle for monthly or quarterly.
0: And... You know, I can I can tell from experience that when I know that numbers are looking good, it's kind of easy to look at look at these things and say, wow, we're doing really well. But when you when you know that maybe it's been a tough quarter or it's not it's not as easy, at least for me to look at numbers when when you know that. It may have been, you know, you're not breaking sales and revenue records. So that's when I think having someone like you to kind of force me to look at it and let, you know, let's have a Zoom appointment and let's make sure that we're looking at it and let's see if we can find the bright side, but also let's just deal with what reality is. I think a lot of business owners, you know, reality is reality. If, if, if revenue is down, if, 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 if profit is down, it's down and not admitting that it's down, doesn't change the fact that it's down. So once we look at it and see where we are, then we can make some changes um, that may be spending less money. It may be, who knows what it is, but uh, we definitely have to make decisions based on what reality is. And I think a lot of business owners don't, they make decisions based on what they want reality to be. Which oh, can be two different things.
1: We make it from the heart. We make it from the gut. Right. Um, one thing that we hear a lot is that people actually think it's worse than it is. Right. So there's the, there's the, the flip side of that story is that you might be thinking. Dooming gloom in your head, right? I didn't have as much revenue. I'm <laughs> I'm not gonna be able to pay my bills. I'm I'm drowning. But actually, when you look at the numbers, the numbers will reassure you that it's not as bad as you thought it was. And if you are dooming gloom in your mind and you don't ever actually want to go look at the numbers because you've 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 made it so dire. Uh-huh. Um, You'll never actually know that it's not as bad as you thought it was. Um, And so I, I believe in always having an accountability partner. And this isn't everything in our business, right? That's hiring a financial planner. It's having a business coach, having a bookkeeping team. I like to call it the money team. Your financial planner and your bookkeeper and your CPA is your money team and they are the ones that will be holding you accountable so that you are never thinking that it's worse than it is and you can always approach approach business with facts
0: sure and how many you know if you went to work for a big corporation you kind of almost automatically get set up for the 401k and a little bit of money comes out of every paycheck and over years and years and years and years that multiplies and you have a good little good little nest egg if you're a business owner you either by yourself or with a financial advisor, you have to set up some sort of a 401k, some form of a simple IRA. And I see it all the time, like businesses that are profitable, they've just literally never gotten around to setting up a plan. And, you know, there's no money being saved. So as a business owner, you just, you're so much more responsible for your own success than if you work for a big company where these things are already set up for you. So it's, it's, it's really, really important, uh, I find.
1: Yeah, as a business owner, right? Our high can be really high, but, all, but we have to be our own floor, right? Because if you're not sending those things up, nobody's coming in to save yep. you. Yep. And my last corporate job, we actually auto enrolled everybody who started at the automatic 3% into 401k. And so we didn't give anybody a choice. We auto enrolled, and they had to opt out. In your business, Nobody's auto-enrolling you, right? You have to be your own floor. And if you, and by looking at your accounting system and by looking at the income statement on a regular basis, you're able to say, "Oh, hold on, I'm having a really profitable year. Maybe this is the year I need to double down on my personal investments. I need to double down on my fine on, on my my personal wealth." But you you can't hit the highs of, of entrepreneurship, unless you're looking at the numbers, because you'll never actually know how high you're actually going.
0: Yep. Yep. No question. No question. So if if there's a business owner that, um, let's say has, I don't know, a team of three, five, 10, 15 people, and, and just lives that kind of busy entrepreneurial life. And, you know, they kind of dread, man, it's coming to the end of the month. And I know that I didn't reconcile last month's accounts and, and, you know, I'm busy and, and, um, how do you take those type of activities off of a business owner and take that burden off of them? Um, And, and obviously, you know, geography is, is a, um, is a barrier. So you're not showing up in anybody's office. So how do you work with your business owner clients?
1: Yeah. So um, thankfully technology keeps, um, keeps, keeps, a lot of the barriers down, right? We do business with our, our clients across the entire United States. When we work with our clients, um, we completely manage their QuickBooks online. Um, we set up a secure client file sharing system. And so if I'm a
0: control freak, who's kind of paranoid, (laughs) what would stop you from stealing all the money I have in my business accounts? If you have my logins to QuickBooks,
1: yeah so through QuickBooks you can't actually take any funds out of QuickBooks, right? um we don't have access to any of that type of information. Um, QuickBooks is set up to be able to work with accounting firms um so there's no way like literally no way for us to log into QuickBooks and take any funds um funds from your checking account and put it into our checking account um and then when we you know let's say we have to um reconcile your end of the month, uh, bank statements. You can either send us our, your bank statements, or you would set us up with view only access as an accountant, where again, we only have view only access. So we never actually move money for our clients.
0: I love it. Okay. That's uh that's pretty cool stuff. So, so you, you know, now you have my QuickBooks information, like what do you do from there? And, 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 and how much time does that save me per month? And how much stress and procrastination does it save, does save me <laughs> per month also?
1: I can't tell you how much time it's going to save you because it depends on how much it dwells on you today. Um, but So you'll invite us as an accounting firm and you can see in the audit history everything that we're doing. So if you're ultra control freak. You can actually see every time we move anything in that in that system. Um, but you'll invite us as an accounting firm. Um, our first step is to go in and see how things are structured today. And remember I said, our goal is for business owners to be able to quickly understand their, their numbers to make better business decisions. So we will restructure using our strategic framework. We'll restructure the chart of accounts, restructure the income statement, the balance sheet. So it's really easy for you to see where you're making money and where you're spending money. Um, we do that with with our clients. So it's not something that you're in the dark on. We're doing it in in tandem with you. Um, We consider this our onboarding phase. And then moving forward, our clients, I kind of imagine them riding into the sunset. You don't actually have to do anything anymore. You don't have to worry about QuickBooks. You don't have to worry about if anything's being done. Um, The black cloud is no longer following you around. We are uh, processing all your transactions in QuickBooks each week at the end of each month, we reconcile everything. And then what I think is the most beautiful part is I've used the word accountability partner several times today. And I think this is really important because as business owners, we all need an accountability partner. And so without you having to do anything, we show up in your inbox, like your fairy godmother and, um, We'll send you all your financial statements, but most business owners, you'll say to me, I'm really busy, Danielle. I don't have time to look at this. So we'll pull out all the key pieces of information that you need in order to quickly understand your numbers. You may want to get on a Zoom call. I encourage everyone to get on a Zoom call with their bookkeeper. Tell them what's going on in your business. Help them understand your business. That way they can share other strategic uh, tips and tricks and process improvements that we're using with other clients, but you don't have to. Um, Everything is delivered right there in that email. So as a business owner, you can take a deep breath, sigh of relief. There's nothing more for you to do other than to read the email, open it. You have to open it. You have to read it (laughs) Um, and then digest the information and take it with you to, to continue on in your next month.
0: And then do you prepare tax returns or are you sending that information to, to the CPAs or the tax preparers?
1: So although I am a CPA, I um, genuinely believe in a checks and balance. And so um, I believe that another company should always be doing the tax pre- preparation. So we have a tax partner that we use. Um, you know, we can use that tax partner. However, we have clients who use other, other um. Other tax accountants as well, uh, but I believe that those two people should be different so that you can call each other out. Right, that's okay. important.
0: Perfect. No, I um I love it. So, I could imagine people are driving down the road, kind of listening to this, um, and they're stressed out because they know they have a client meeting. Um, they know that they have uh, people that haven't paid them. They know that they have quarterly taxes due. Uh, where they think maybe they possibly have quarterly taxes due, but they have no idea because they haven't dealt with it properly. (laughs) And they're thinking my life would be so much easier if I had someone to help me with this and do this for me. How would they find you? How would they uh, book a consultation? Like what would their next step be? If they just wanted to have kind of a more in-depth conversation to see if... um, if, if your firm is the right bookkeeping firm which it may not be right I mean nobody's perfect for everybody but um, if they wanted to to explore that how would they do that
1: yeah um, kickstartaccountinginc.com. Uh, don't forget the ink the other Kickstart accounting does not respond um, kickstartaccountinginc.com. there is a little blue button on the right hand side that's um, book a call um but you can you can read about the company um, right there on on the website um look i I understand that we will, will not be a perfect match for everybody. However, I encourage you as a business owner to start to think about this, book a call with us and just questions are important. Come and see if our personality is the right fit for you, because at the end of the day, you need to find a bookkeeper. You need to find an accountant that you want to pick up the phone and call. And if you don't have somebody that you want to call today, then then it's time to make that switch because I can't tell you how often we hear from, from business owners. Yeah. I have a CPA. Just, you know, they don't answer me. They don't call me back or I don't like them or they give me anxiety. (laughs) So find somebody who you actually want to work with.
0: Awesome. Cool. So kickstartaccountinginc.com. And it seems like you're also a podcaster. Tell me, tell tell me a little bit about your show.
1: Yeah. Entrepreneur Money Stories. Um, You know, I, I mentioned it a little bit earlier. Talking about money is hard. And is. I realized over the last eight years, I used to think it was black and white. I was like, hey, look, the numbers say this, make this dis- business decision because that's how it was in corporate. And as I was working with business owners, I kept on hearing over and over again, I have a hard time with this money mindset thing. I have a hard time understanding this information. And I feel like it's just me. We all think it's just us. And mm-hmm. I promise you, Everybody's a mess. Nobody gets it. We all struggle with it. We all need an accountability partner. And so our show is just sharing money mindset, experiences, journeys, how-tos, things to improve as a business owner so that we can, um, you know, at the end of the day, we're using these strategies to build wealth. So by listening to your show and our show, it's just going to compound how you can continue to build your wealth.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And the beautiful thing about life today is podcasts are free. YouTube is free. There's so much free information out there that can help us to become better at our trades. And I think you've said it in a different way for the entire show. Our biggest stumbling block, yours and mine, and just about every other entrepreneur is between our ears. So our mindsets of, you know, hey, I I can't afford a bookkeeper or, ooh, I'll be embarrassed when they see how little money I make or how, how far behind I am in reconciling or all that. There's probably nobody who the worst new client that you've ever seen, you know, nobody's ever going to be that bad. So, so you're probably not going to be judgmental. Yeah.
1: I, we are not judgmental. So I call it like the mom and bear approach because um, we, we need to trust our bookkeeping um, with, with, a team who is not going to judge us where we don't have to feel like we can't spend money where we want to spend money because they're going to shame us for it. So there is no shame. We, there is no judgment. We just um, take it one step at a time with our clients and help make small changes to help you understand your numbers.
0: Perfect. Perfect. Well, Danielle Hayden, um, I've enjoyed this and, and I encourage everybody out there if you're struggling with your bookkeeping, if you're struggling with understanding your numbers, if you're struggling with really any part of like the back office type of your business, get some help. And, and if bookkeeping is kind of the area where you need some help, go to Kickstart Accounting Inc, click on the book of call, just talk to Danielle or her team and see if they're right for you. And if they're not right for you, talk to somebody else, but get help because these are kind of the small things that over time can can kill a business. Most businesses don't fail because the owner is not good at their trade. They fail because the owner um, doesn't have the skills to run um, run a business efficiently. So I encourage everybody there. But um, but yeah, so we're going to finish the show with a question that I did not tell you I was going to ask you. Oh. Um, it's a little surprise question here, but we're the Weekly Wealth Podcast and we talk about the mindsets, the tactics and the strategies to help you to build and maintain wealth. So Danielle Hayden, I would like to know your definition of true wealth. So what is true wealth to you?
1: Yeah, that's, that's something that I've um, really thought about over the last few years. So I think this is a really perfect question. Um, I, I think there's time wealth and financial wealth. And for me, as somebody who I love being an entrepreneur, I love what we do so I can literally sit in this desk and do this all day every day um, is finding the balance of how I spend my time um, with with financial freedom both for myself and for my team and for our clients right it's a it's a it's a big one uh, but I want to find the balance between having where I spend my time um, how I support my clients uh, how I support my team and how I show up um, Financially for my family, um, so I'm constantly working on this. I don't equally equilibrium, this mm-hmm. balance of this. Um, this year, I'm I'm in a season of, of pouring into the business, and I believe in in seasons. So you know, my next season might be pouring more into my my family, um, or pouring into um, some personal investments or vacations. Um, but this season is um, a season of pouring into my clients and my team.
0: That's the awesome thing about the entrepreneurial journey is, is you can have you can create seasons and and the seasons can be um, can be whatever uh, whatever you'd like. So with that being said, uh, we appreciate this. For anybody out there, go to um, Kickstart Accounting Inc and check out the website. And also don't forget to check out my new website, allofmyassets.com, where we talk about not only how to increase the value of your traditional accounts, your brokerage accounts, your IRAs, but we also talk about what are some of the things that you can do to increase what is probably your biggest asset, and that is your business itself. So until next week, we wish everybody a blessed week. The information contained herein, including but not limited to research, market valuations, calculations, estimates, and other material obtained from Parallel Financial and other sources are believed to be reliable. However, Parallel Financial does not warrant its accuracy or completeness. The materials are provided for informational purposes only. It should not be used or construed as an offer to sell or a solicitation of an offer to buy any security. Past performance is not indicative of future results.